I'm about to get in my bag on this quick episode. So I have a chance to walk and think and uh, I'm practicing practicing this axiom, get, give, learn, teach. I'm getting some info, I'm giving it out, I'm learning it, I'm teaching it, and I hope it helps you. So check this episode out if you want to learn some metrics, some stats that will help grow your basketball training business. I spent the last three years learning from some of the best business minds inside the game of basketball. And now I've left my nine to five to create freedom and have fun while doing it. So the question is, how are hoopers and basketball fanatics like us using those same skills that gave us success on the court to give us success in our new sport of business? This podcast will give you the answer. Join me as I learn, apply, share knowledge, and change lives through the game that changed mine. My name is Myson Jones, and welcome to the Basketball to Business Podcast. So I, as an athlete, when I play basketball, I wish I wish I could go back and start to pay attention to my stats more. And not in that uh, frivolous and prideful, selfish, how many points did I get after the game and my team lost. Like I've seen that from people who just don't understand or who haven't been on, in a team setting or played at a, a high enough level. Um, I, I never really checked my stats in the right manner. So I checked them in the sense of... Uh, checking my ego to see if I scored a lot of points to see if my name is in the paper but I've never checked it to understand where my where my flaws are to try to increase my numbers to lower my turnover rates to increase my scoring to whatever the metric was and I wish I had more uh, the metrics top of mind not during the game so I forced it and kind of played poorly but before the game and after the game and strategically studied those metrics now as a team we did that every time during halftime we would come back in the game and we would have certain metrics that we knew if we hit those metrics then we would win the game if we held the team to less than uh i guess if we had less than 12 turnovers or if we shot the ball at 45 percent or if we won the battle of the boards and had so many paint touches and held the team to a certain amount of points per per half, we won the game. And the numbers just didn't lie in those scenarios. And with our basketball training business, I'm wondering what those metrics are for us, for you. For me, I haven't always been a numbers guy. In college, I studied communications. No excuse, but I'm, I'm slowly but surely getting and diving deeper into the numbers and a few metrics just stand out for me and in, in what's important and it may be the same for you and your basketball training business now i'm not going to go over terminology as much as uh it may be needed but this stuff is huge and when you understand it the the numbers are going to help us manage our business and for the mo- for the longest i would manage the business just by how i felt and looking at a balance sheet like a snapshot of where uh, Hoops University was at the end of the month and for you I don't know how you gauge it how you gauge success or if you even have any metrics to gauge that success uh, at the end of the month it's too late for me you know every game was enough for basketball maybe every not every day but every week for me is a frequency that I'm comfortable with maybe every other week is something that I'm comfortable with but here are a few metrics that I know for a fact are vital or important for any basketball training business so the first one that comes to mind is capacity what is the capacity that you can 
handle per class to where you feel like you're giving a really good product, a great product that parents appreciate. But what is that capacity based on your gym space? Maybe you have uh, 94 by 50s. Maybe you have middle school size at 74 by 50 or 84 by 50 for high school. I believe those are the correct measurements. Maybe you don't, but how many people, how many athletes can you fit in each class? And what is the capacity that you are operating at in each of those classes? If you can handle 10 and you only have five, why are you operating at 50% capacity? How can you get those last five athletes in that class? And something else to keep in mind too is, you know, for me, I'm still diving through this as things change with this, you know, COVID-19 and coronavirus. It gives you time to think. And for me, I, I know for the trainers that are brought on to help with the, the classes, with the sessions, you know, for us, let's say 10 is the number. It's not real numbers, but let's, let's say 10 is the number. You can have 10 athletes per class. Well, how many athletes can you train? I've seen trainers who have different perspectives on this. I've seen trainers who literally have 30 kids in one class, and they are the only ones who are teaching. I've seen trainers who believe, you know, you have to have a five to one student to teacher ratio that that is ideal or that is the philosophy that they abide by with that comes other considerations so if you need a five to one student to teacher ratio that means you have to have two at two trainers two coaches per session now the the which is fine it's not a big deal you have 10 athletes you have two coaches cool then the question becomes, what happens whenever you don't have a capacity, if you don't have 10 athletes in each class and you're still having uh, two trainers or two coaches there? What happens if you only have six athletes and you technically you know, don't want to bring that second coach on, but you just have a certain code that you abide by in your business and having two coaches with only six athletes is making you essentially lose money? That, that's a challenge that I didn't think about uh, as I was <laughs> looking at my numbers, but it basically is digging into not the first metric, but the first metric was, you know, what capacity am I operating at? What attendance capacity am I operating with? Uh, 50%, 60%, 70%? Do I have 8 out of 10 athletes, 9 out of 10 athletes, 1 out of 10? And the other one, the second one would be the gross profit margin so we know profits to be I know profits to be my revenue minus my expenses how many athletes do I have in each class and how much does it cost me to uh, to operate how much does it, does it cost me mr. or mrs. basketball trainer to run this business now that may be the cost of the gym rental that may be the cost of uh, the trainers that you have on board or your costs I mean there's a lot of things you can include in those costs but those are the direct costs that are attributed to delivering a basketball training session the gym rental and the coaches uh, but again you can still argue about the basketballs and other things that can be included in that but the gym and the coaches so if you take how many athletes you have signed up minus the gym cost the gym rental or if you're owning the gym how much it costs you per uh, per class if you're taking that minus the trainers that you're paying to be there then that's what you get for your for your profit so just just the cost of goods sold which is again the gym and the uh, trainers so if you take the amount of athletes that you have times whatever your price is the revenue that you generate versus the gym and the trainers that's your gross profit right there 
that's your gross profit. Now, if you want to find the margin or what percentage, you know, of of revenue you're getting per per sale, which basically means I have ten athletes per session, but I'm not necessarily pocketing all ten of those athletes. I have to contribute those costs. How much of that revenue am I actually getting to keep as profit and add to the bank account? That's what gross profit margin is. And you may have a certain number that you want to keep right there or a certain percentage you want to operate at. And for me, that's what I'm figuring out right now. There's an industry standard, not for the basketball training industry, but more so for team sports clubs, more so for um, sports coaching, those industry uh, sick codes, as they call them. But for the basketball training industry, it's really subjective, man, because this industry is, is really a niche within a huger or bigger uh, a bigger industry. So I don't know. Those, those numbers are somewhat subjective for me even right now. But I know I want to operate at a higher or high enough profit margin to make sure that, you know, I don't know, profits feed the family. And profits are what really, from what I've learned, allow us to do some of the more fun things like social media, putting other athletes on, giving them nice nice uh, incentives, and just have fun operating a business. So all that being said, those are the two main metrics right now. Uh, there are some other ones, but really the the capacity at which we're operating in, how many athletes are in each session, and our gross profit margin are the most important metrics, at least for me in the basketball training space that I'm monitoring on a weekly and bi-weekly basis. So I wanted to put that in your ear and to share with you what I'm doing as I dig into these numbers more and more each day as we have this time in isolation and we're in this quarantine life. Uh, I wanted to share that with you guys and hopefully you can manage by the numbers and dig into it and start seeing, you know, what story your numbers are telling you for your basketball training business. So, hey, guys, shameless plug here. I want you guys to join the Basketball Trainer Mastermind group on Facebook. We talk about things like this, and there's a community of other basketball trainers who are there to give each other value, to complement, not compete, and make sure that we're growing, we're thriving, and most importantly, uh, helping other athletes get better and growing our businesses. So thank you guys for checking in to this, man, and hopefully I will catch you guys on the next episode. I spent the last three years learning from some of the best business minds inside the game of basketball. And now I've left my nine to five to create freedom and have fun while doing it. So the question is, how are hoopers and basketball fanatics like us using those same skills that gave us success on the court to give us success in our new sport of business? This podcast will give you the answer. Join me as I learn, apply, share knowledge, and change lives through the game that changed mine. My name is Myson Jones, and welcome to the Basketball to Business Podcast.